0: Welcome to the She Heals the World talk show with Dr. S, the place to hear stories of heart-driven women creatively living free. Our episodes highlight conversations and insights that support the values of self-care, creative and personal freedom, slower living, happiness, health and wellness to help you live your absolute best life to be a part of the movement and join the conversation, step inside our free Facebook group, She Heals the World, and say hello. It brings me great joy to bring you our next episode
1: Welcome to the She Heals the World talk show. I'm so excited about today's guest, Lucy Parker. Lucy is from the famous plant-based blog, Lucy and Lentils. She lives in Nottingham, England, and she's been lucky enough to take a hobby and passion and turn it into a career by sharing her favorite recipes and seeing other people recreate them in their own homes. Lucy, I'm so excited to have you. Welcome to the show. Hey, oh, thank you so much for having me.
0: I'm really, yeah, I'm quite honoured to be asked to be on this, to be, to be honest. It's, it's amazing. So how did you get started in this work? Tell us your story. Ah, okay. Well, probably like most people who start out, it's because I was actually eating quite badly. <laughs> and when I say badly, I don't, I don't think of food as good and bad. Um, but I was, well, I wasn't eating a balanced diet, so I wasn't getting enough veg. Um, I was living a very carb-based diet. I was at university, so I was drinking a lot of alcohol, going out for freshers, and you know, sort of living that whole lifestyle of the very hungover food the next day to sober up, and you know. Anyway, so I I couldn't really concentrate at uni. Um i gained a little bit of weight, which, to be honest, weight gain is not the end of the world. It's normal. But, you know, I didn't really feel good in myself. Um, I, I remember I tried to do a yoga class and I, I literally couldn't even hold myself up in a downward dog position. <laughs> and I just felt like obviously that's absolutely fine because a lot of people, you know, you've got to start somewhere. But I just I didn't feel very strong. And I thought, right, this is the time I need to take care of myself. So I'm going to try and get stronger and take better care of my body and, and actually start you know being intuitive with the food that I'm eating mm-hmm. um and, and then that kind of led to starting my Instagram account which you know it, it really did just start as as like a hobby I didn't really think it was going to go anywhere it was just my journey to be like oh this is what I made today you know it's fairly healthy it's got this that and the other and, and then it just sort of exploded really it was quite it was quite fun
1: Mm, wow. So you stumbled into business. You really didn't intend on being a business owner. No,
0: not at all. I mean, to be honest, um, I've only really just owned, you know, started my business properly within the past year. You know, it, it's um, it's been such a strange journey. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it, it's been crazy. So, <laughs> <started> <laughs> Wait,
1: what did you think you were going to be doing when you grew up? Like, what were you studying in uni?
0: Ah uh, yeah, so um, I actually studied interior architecture, which is um, it's kind of like interior design, but a little bit more architecture based. Um, and I I graduated, I got a first class honours degree. I thought, great, I've got this degree, I'm gonna go and be a designer. Um, but all the while I was doing my my food stuff. Um, so when I say food stuff, it was at that time it was it wasn't really what it is now. It was still just sort of photographing on my iPhone, and you know. Not really making amazing recipes, just lots of honest trial and errors and sharing it with the people that were following me um, so yeah anyway i went I went to go work in an architects firm. I worked there for a year, and um it didn 't help that it was a typical nine to five office job where I was taking an hour to commute each way um I I remember every single lunchtime I was like waiting for the clock to tick to one and I'd be like, I'd be like a bat out of hell. I was literally, you know, trying to walk as fast as I could on my lunch break to try and get as many steps in. You know, I'd go home and I'd try and go fit everything in, fit the gym in, fit in Instagram. And um, it just got a bit too much. And I wasn't feeling very motivated or inspired by design, um, and actually I found myself, all I wanted to do was create recipes and actually photograph them, um, so after a year, um, you know, all my friends were doing a very similar path, they were all in their first jobs and, you know, following their the kind of path that was to be expected, um, and I just, I just threw it all in, I just went, oh, well, guys, this just isn't for me, I don't really feel like I'm doing a very good job, and actually I'm not being motivated. Um so I, I crazily packed in that entire career that I kind of had, you know, planned out. Um and then got a job in an interior design shop, but it was actually as their photographer, um, and for their social media channels as well. So it was kind of like a halfway house kind of thing. I didn't fully leave and start my own company because, again, I don't – I mean, I was 22 at the time. I did not feel like I had enough experience to start my own company. I I mean, I'm the least business person you would ever meet, really, (laughs) which is quite, you know, ridiculous because now I do own my own business. But, um,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, yeah, so so I did that. Um, And then once I'd I'd worked there for I think it was just under a year – um unfortunately the the whole company went under. Um but I, I'd been toying with the idea of starting my own company for a long time and you know my own business essentially. Um and and you know, when it when it sort of came through that everyone was going to be made redundant, um I wasn't scared at all. I actually saw it as a as a blessing. I was actually really excited because it was gonna give me that push mm-hmm. to really go for it, you know, and, and to start Lucy and Lentils and to properly you know register my business and actually run with it which has been the scariest thing ever <laughs> um but also the most exciting and and you know sort of exhilarating so yeah it's been a, it's been quite a good journey so far yeah. how many years
1: ago was that
0: um so that was
1: literally this year so. oh my goodness so super recent wow amazing
0: yeah amazing. So, um, i mean i've been i have been earning obviously I've been monetizing what the work that I've been doing um but I hadn't properly registered you know that was all sort of on a second income kind of thing but it was it wasn't until I was made redundant that I thought right this isn't going to be a second earner for me this is going to be my main earner this is going to be how I you know make a living so I sort of took the plunge and and yeah I haven't looked back since really
1: Absolutely. Well, it was a good decision, clearly, (laughs) based on how popular you are. So over in England, I mean, in the States, this whole like online world of blogging and being a social media influencer and having brand deals and that whole thing is still kind of like people give you the side eye. Like, what do you do? Is it the same thing over where you live in England now? Or have people kind of warmed up to the idea of knowing that this is a viable option to support yourself from? um
0: I, well a bit of both I definitely think there is still a lot of eye-rolling and a lot of oh right so you just post on Instagram or you just pose or you know this kind of this kind of mentality but then then again um there are people that are really supportive of your work and they actually understand that it isn't just um you know posting a photo on Instagram it, there's so much work that goes behind it you know if you look into kind of well well everything from the admin side to having to deal with all of your own bills and your incomes and invoices to actually um everything that comes with your blog, so all of your SEO have, I mean, today I was spent hours Googling on how to enrich pins and how to, um, you know, link my Pinterest to my blog, because actually this is all stuff that, you know, no one really tells you. It's just, you know, you just have to source the right people to do it. And if, if you're like me, you don't have a lot of money to start with to do that. You actually have to do so much to go into it. And actually it takes me hours to create a recipe and to style it and to photograph it. And was, it's taken years to build that following, so that's something that a lot of people. If I ever do, it's very rare but if anyone does sort of give me the impression that they, you know, it's sort of like, oh, so what do you do? And I'll say, well, I'm you know, I'm a, I'm a food photographer, but I'm a blogger essentially, so I share everything on on my social media. If ever I get a bit of a, you know, oh right, so so what is that then? I actually love to tell them what goes into it and actually how many years it's taken me to build mm-hmm. a following and and how respectful I am of everyone that does follow me because I think that's another thing is that they think that they they almost have this pre preconception that you're going to be almost like um a bit of a drama queen and you know just kind of you know oh I'm so famous not at all not at all it is so humbling to actually to actually look at something and think, oh, my goodness, you know, 97,000 people follow the work that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so inspiring to actually push you on and to go, OK, well, for every one person that might roll their eyes, um, that nine, you know, however however many followers you've built or, you know, whatever community you've built around you, that should be the thing that reminds you to, to ignore any eye roll that you get. So, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. How inspirational is that? <laughs> Thank you. I am sure we all have experienced that. And yes. to hear the message of like every follower that you have, it cancels out any eye roll that you can get. It's like, yes. it just reminds you to keep on pushing. Okay. So... um all right. So I you've talked about a lot of hurdles and um, and I know that our audience has experienced those. You mentioned the hours that you spend Googling, you know, how to enrich a pin for yeah. Pinterest, and how to set a blog up and how to yeah. food style and the whole bit. But if you could kind of drill down to one single hurdle that has kind of taken the cake as you've been in this building process on your way to getting the success that you have, what would that be? Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to get kind of deep with this one. Okay,
0: <laughs> it might sound so cliche, but it's dealing with your own self-doubt. Um, so this is something that every creative or every person who's trying to share something, online especially, um it is so difficult to listen to your own negative thoughts and say, Oh no, no one's gonna no one's gonna like that, don't post it, or oh no, that's really embarrassing, don't be that honest, or you know, don't don't put yourself on Instagram stories because, you know, people won't like you, or you know, don't don't try and sell this ebook, no one's gonna buy it. You know, it, it's those kind of negative thoughts and If I'd have listened to every negative thought, I never ever would have set myself up as as my own company. And because all the time, I mean, even now, I worry. What if the work doesn't come in? You know, if I have a if I have a few days where my inbox is quite quiet, you know, I'm I'm talking to my boyfriend. I'm like, right, that's it. I'm gonna have to get a job because I'm gonna fail. This is a you know, blah blah. And and it's actually it's actually taking the taking a step back and saying, okay. Is it really as bad as I'm making it out to be? No. <laughs> um if I do post something and only 10 people like it, is that really the end of the world? No. Um, but actually, you know, that never actually happens. Of course, emails do always come in and people do always interact with the work that you create and the message that you're sharing. So I think the biggest hurdle, and I, I haven't mastered it, <laughs> I'm very honest in that case, is not listening to the negative thoughts and actually you know, accepting that they're there and saying, that's fine, that could happen. But if it does, you know, are you still going to have a roof over your head? Yes. So therefore, don't worry about it. You know, as long as you're not offending anyone um, or hurting anybody, there's nothing bad that can happen from it. So you just have to, you know, just, just follow your gut and go for it. But, I mean, I'm saying this. This is definitely something that I need to take my own advice because there are certainly days where I don't take that advice. Right. Very negative. Um but yeah, I think that that is honestly the hardest hurdle. And I think that speaking to a lot of people that started their own companies or they work freelance, is is the scariest thing, is listening to your own thoughts and thinking about the bad things that could happen. Um but you just have to ignore it. Yes.
1: Ignore it and turn it around. I was just talking to a friend the other day about having a thought journal because I love that like you're so conscious of the thoughts that are coming up and you just kind of push them out but there's so many of us that have the thoughts and we're not even conscious we just automatically take action that doesn't serve us because the thoughts are like running our life and so I was saying to a friend of mine like we need to just write it down like I can't do this or I feel insecure in this area or nobody's gonna like my post or nobody's gonna open my email newsletter that I sent this week just write it down so that you can really see on paper what's going on in your brain and then you can turn it around and choose differently make a better choice and so i i love that you said that i think so many people are going to relate to that right there thank you well, I think a piece of it where you have a little bit of an advantage is that you are really good at your work. And so it's unlikely that somebody's not going to like something that you post or something that you write. And I would love for you to share with our audience how they can get good at their work too. Um, I think that there's a lot of wellness entrepreneurs and even personal brands who know that you have to have a social media presence you have to kind of learn photography and if you're doing food stuff and wellness stuff you gotta know a little bit about food styling to really start to get your brand out there and I know you have some tips for us on how they can do that so can you share with us how to improve your photography and food styling for those entrepreneurs out there who want to build a social media brand? of course of course well first of all thank you that is
0: like the kindest thing ever I mean it, honestly it's so it really is so humbling to hear someone say that your work's good because like we we're just saying it's very easy to think that your work isn't good and compare yourselves so that'll be my first tip don't compare yourself ah, <laughs> don't yes about what are doing. You know, take inspiration from it if someone else is fantastic at photography Take a look at the composition, take a look at how they've taken the photo and say, okay, well what, why is it great? Why do I think that that looks delicious? Or what are the colours like? Or what are the backgrounds like? You know, don't, don't fear other people's work actually take inspiration from it. I mean I'm not I'm not saying copy it, that's obviously wrong, but it's very important to to understand what it is about a photo that you like. Um so a great a great place to start is is Instagram but Pinterest as well. I mean if you just type in any kind of, you know, vegan or vegetarian or whatever kind of recipe, you know, you'll you'll be flooded with absolutely beautiful images. Um so I love to get inspiration from from channels like that. And save them or you know create a board of food styling inspiration um and but for me the simplest the simplest kind of starting tips i'd recommend because again this was a big learning process for me i did everything from my iphone um which you still can do so the the first tip is natural light um always always try and use a window or you know a a sort of diffuse light so you can do this by just putting um like a a really almost see-through cloth over your window or or just sort of, you know, put it a little bit away from the window to get the best natural light. Um, try not to use false lighting because it makes everything look a little bit yellow. Um, this is something now, that I see time and time again.
1: I don't mean to interrupt you, but is this also for like the halo light users? Is that what it's called? Because I have a halo light and it looks good, but what? still doesn't compare to the natural light. But I use it as a backup. Am I okay with doing that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Especially when it comes to winter time. I fully respect that a lot of people still have to juggle a full time job or they're still, you know, juggling other things like, feeding, the, you know, kids and getting everything, you know. So I understand that by the time that it comes to the, you actually having your creative outlet, it might be sort of six, seven o'clock at night. And um, so, yeah, you, if you can get away with something like a halo light, which actually uses like a, a blue white light, um, that's definitely better. Just, just stay away from yellow lighting because always makes food look awful. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a good tip okay um and when it comes to styling something that I try to say to people is try to tell a story of how your food has got to the table so um if I was shooting so I've just posted a photo of of some um avocado pesto and I've got you know the half the avocado on the table. Um, There's the linen cloth that I've sort of put under the plate because it's really hot. Um, I've got a few forks and spoons out. I've maybe put a few um, little seeds dashed around the table. Um, And there's the basil pot in the background with all of the pesto. So it tries to tell a little bit of a story because... We love visual aids. When we look at something, we quite like to understand how it's been made and and little cues of, you know, if there's some sesame seeds on the table that might have, you know, fallen out of the pot. It just makes it look a lot more natural. Um, So that's a That's another tip. Um, And also think about your colour composition. Um, If you have food that's quite brown, um, because this is something I really struggle with. If ever I'm photographing chocolates or pasta and there's not a great deal of colour, Um, try to think about adding color in different ways so could you put a beautiful pot of basil or could you put some fresh you know cherry vine tomatoes um, on the side of the plate or you know could you introduce color in different ways Mm. and I I respect that that's probably not good for chocolate because you don't really want tomatoes (laughs) next to chocolate but get creative you know put like a pink plate underneath maybe or you know introduce color in different ways because when we're looking at food we love food to look inviting and colorful and vibrant um, so another another big tip that i see all the time um and i i used to do um are the backgrounds so try to use um you know really kind of distorted or really um distilled colors so calming colors maybe like a gray or a white background um so that actually it's the food and the, the plate and the ingredients that pop on the on the screen. So when I'm looking at something, if there's a really jazzy table underneath, you know, maybe they've got like a mosaic tile or it's a kitchen countertop and it's all speckledy, instantly your eyes are taken away from the food and they're looking at the background instead. Um a so great tip, you know, even if it's like old reclaimed wood or you know, an A an A1 piece of card just blot on some paint. It could be anything, just gray and white and blot it around on the page. And actually, you know, that will create a really beautiful background for you to put all of this colorful food on so that hopefully those will be some good tips.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Those are amazing tips. And I think what's so interesting about everything you shared is that in our mind, we think that, you know, when we take a picture of our food, we feel like it has to look exactly what it looks like when we're eating it you know it's like I just took this out the oven and so boom I'm gonna take the picture but we don't really think about like you said all the visual aids and actually styling the food before you take the picture or even just making something for it to be styled so that you can take a picture and I think that that mindset shift is going to be huge for a lot of people it's like you do not have to take a picture of the spaghetti as soon as it comes out of the pot like you can actually like transfer it to a brighter dish and sit it by the window and decorate the the board that it's sitting on you know really dress it up so that it is appealing to people and so that it draws more eyes to the actual photo I totally love those tips Lucy I think that was really helpful for folks thanks for sharing them
0: yeah you're more than welcome you're more than welcome
1: (laughs) awesome well uh, you have shared your story with us. You've given us some amazing tips for photography and for our blog and for food styling. And so I'm wondering, now that you have gotten the success that you have, if you could look back and give your 10-year younger self any piece of advice, what would it be?
0: Oh, oh, God. There, I mean, where do I start? There are a lots of, lot of advice, tips I would give myself. <laughs> um, I think... I think the main one um, would probably be... Oh, God, it's so difficult now that you've asked me because there are so many things that I've needed to have learned. Um, I think it would be to probably travel a little bit more. So don't worry about following the traditional routes of, you know, university straight into a job. Um, I travelled around Italy for a month and honestly, it was the best month of my entire life. I've never been more inspired by food And actually, I think if I could give myself some advice, it would be try to take in as much inspiration from food from different countries and don't be scared to kind of you know chase it and to to explore and discover new recipes and new ingredients um because that's something that I'm doing now but I, I wish I'd started a little bit earlier um so yeah I think that's quite a nice one because it's not too focused on you, know, on you know on work because that comes naturally all of the boring admin bits that comes eventually but I think <laughs> travel is such an important one so yeah i think i'd have given myself that little tip and advice
1: beautiful yeah i always hear travel is the best education and so if anytime you can travel i think you know your any job would be enriched based on your experiences nice how can our people find you for those that want to learn more about the work that you're doing uh take a look at the quality of content that you're posting where can our audience find and connect with you
0: um, so my main sort of channel, my main creative outlet is Instagram. Um, so it's uh, at Lucy underscore and underscore Lentils, um, and then my blog is www. W, I can't speak now. <laughs> um, I'm on Twitter and Facebook and Pinterest. But again, that's all just Lucy and Lentils. So I'm pretty much the same across everywhere. It's just Instagram. You have to put those stupid underscores <laughs> whenever. <this is> <laughs> that's where they'll find you don't worry (laughs) quite an odd name so people aren't really going to be stumbling upon anyone else um i'm also on youtube i've just started to create recipe videos which is very very new area for me so um yeah bear with me whilst there's probably lots of camera shaking and dodgy dodgy video quality (laughs) um but yeah so so lucy and is pretty much across everywhere
1: Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us, Lizzie, and I hope to have you back on the show. Have a great week. Thank you. you. Well, there you have it. Thanks so much for listening to the show today. And as always, for more resources, as you continue to live out your beautiful mission of healing the world and grow your beautiful business, you can head to com forward slash freebie to see what new resources I have in store for you. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend. And I can't wait to see you at the next episode.